He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the play? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Helen. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> Your funny is gone. It's gone. It was there, and now it's missing. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. <laughs> <laughs> if you're joining us now, that means, that means you have no idea what just happened. This is our second time recording this, actually, because we had moments. You don't have to tell that. Yeah, yeah well, you know, you got to be honest with people. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> we just recorded. This administration has taught you anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just went a little bit without uh, pushing news. record, it's so we're, we're we're starting back. So if it's, no, this is our first time. We, we are super prepped right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> so hopefully everyone had a great time listening to our method actor pod with uh, our method man we, pod. Not Method Man. Oh, that would be a good one. Uh, with, uh, who are we talking? Daniel Day-Lewis and Sean Penn. We're going to actually talk a little Sean Penn during this one, too. No Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis has not worked with either of these uh, method actors that we're going to talk about. So yeah, today we're gonna do. Uh, so I don't. Did anything happen during the week? I didn't have much happen to my me during this week. We're kind of recording halfway through the week, so you, usually we have a full week before we uh, meet. So I just saw you a couple days ago. Yeah, my week doesn't, it doesn't change, change much. much. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new vice president uh, candidate, and that's about all that's happening yeah, in the world. Yeah, not super stoked about. Yeah, she's all her, right, but. She's- She's, uh, I'm not super stoked about Biden either, to give you, to be yeah. honest with you. But I'd vote for hey, any. I would them. vote for your cat before I yeah. vote for Trump. <laughs> I literally think your cat could do a better job at running this country. Yeah, for sure. E- even if it did nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take your uh, your mind off the normal world uh, craziness going on, so we can talk some more method actors. We had a huge clamoring for a method actors too. Emails came flying through. My phone you wouldn't stop respond, ringing. Man. Texts. I, I mean, the the fans want it. You got to give it to them. We're gonna start off with Christian Bale. We're gonna talk five movies from him, and then you we're moved on go. up, Christian. Yeah, you got <laughs> you so got the call. You're so good, Christian. Uh, no, Christian is really freaking great. He he might be one of the best method actors there is because he puts his body through hell. I mean, he's got to be careful, or he's gonna end up fucking really hurting himself. I like. I think he's done with. The, I think he's done with that. At a certain age, you'd have to be. I mean, I think he's done with the extreme weight loss. Yeah. I mean, De Niro did it once, and he was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, Russell Crowe does that... it all the time. Jared Leto does it all the time. Who it's crazy. Who was joking about doing it? Um, the guy from Stripes, the director. Ivan Reitman? No. no uh, oh, uh, Lant- uh, not, uh, Egon, you mean? Egon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did a move where he came in as a doctor like halfway through it. Oh, yeah. Um, what the hell was it? Um, was it Groundhog Day? N- no. That was Groundhog. Was it the score? He directed the score. No, Frank Oz directed the score. I don't know who it is. Well, anyways, he, he did a scene where he was a doctor, or, yeah. and uh, he had gained when you you hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, yeah. He had gained like seventy pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was joking that he did it for the role. Yeah, that one I don't believe. <laughs> He's a funny motherfucker. So, so I, that I don't believe. But for Christian Bale, I certainly believe it. And he's got to be careful when he takes it to that next level like a lot of these character actors do. I mean, you look at... Um, Russell Crowe does it. But you look at... Um, what's his name? The Joker. Who uh, uh, passed... Uh, Joaquin. No, the other one. Jared Leto. No, the other one. You're doing well. Heath Ledger. You're not wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're just not picking the right one. Yeah, Heath Ledger, man. I mean, Heath Ledger took it to that next level and it killed him. But I mean... I mean 
You mean from a method standpoint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from a method standpoint, that some people just go crazy with it and just yeah. become that character and can't shake that character. It would be if if you get to a place and and you, I mean, the problem is is it you start using self medicating. Yeah, for sure. And you, you want to stay up the for worst, a long time. Yeah. You want to go, and, to, and then you have to go to bed when yeah. you need to go to bed. And it's, the problem is, is the Elvis that situation. You know, pills. Are, it isn't like smoking a joint and going to sleep. Yeah, they have a different effect on your body. No, chemically, it's like and changing. You're shit in literally, your body. you know, you're taking your life in your own hands yeah. every time you take a pill and then take a sip. Yep. Of whiskey or something. And and whatever this is, this extreme weight loss, and we're going to be talking about it in the second movie here uh, with Christian Bale, the, the insanity of the uh, the weight loss that some people uh, go through and what they... Well, this first one, he must have had a physical yeah. fitness Yeah, the first regimen. one. So we're going to start right off with it with American Psycho, uh, directed by Mary ha- uh, Heron. Yeah, I knew uh, that. You knew, I knew you knew that. Uh, <laughs> so two, uh, 2000's American Psycho. Now... A lot of people misjudge this movie. A lot of people think this my, is just a crazy serial killer movie. My wife doesn't like this movie. I mean, and she probably appreciated it when it first came out. And then, but does, I watch it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, tell me it's not your favorite movie. Uh, it's that and JFK. Yeah. I watch way too and, much. Well, the problem with most people with this movie is they, they don't realize it's a satire. And if it's a satire, it's so much more enjoyable, first of all. And I wouldn't go as far yeah. as putting it under the comedy genre I mean, and everything, but there Google, is so many great Go comedies. to YouTube and type in business card scene, American, <laughs> American Psycho, Psycho, and, and watch serious. Christian Bale have a full-on panic attack because... The other guy had raised letters and a and a watermark on his business it's card. So crazy! I, I don't know what the psychological profile of him in this movie, other than obviously a psychopath. Narcissist, I think, is the one yeah, name he, you were he, thinking of. He's a crazy narcissist for sure, but there's there's something else. He's got like uh, that that image he's thing a, that he has in the movie because he well is he so, says it right off in that first scene. He yeah. says pa- Patrick Bateman is an illusion. Yeah. I'm just a shell. Yeah. Of, of an idea of something. It's very crazy. And he just yeah. wants to fit in because he doesn't know. Yeah. So he, he has like the perfect body. I mean, there's no way you'd watch this movie and realize that he doesn't have like the perfect he's body. Like, I do a thousand sit-ups. He's, I do a thousand crunches yeah. and every then morning. He does and then I do a body spray. And, and he talks about his whole morning routine. Just and that's where that the satire scene, is, is when he talks about the face scrub without alcohol. And yeah. I, you leave it on with mint mask and then oatmeal <laughs> scrub for my... This is, and I wear a mask to go to sleep. That's and, totally Brett Easton Ellis. If you, and he's the author of American... I forgot his Psycho. girlfriend was the legally blonde girl. Yeah. Yeah, you forget that Reese Witherspoon Reese is Reese in this, Spoons. man. But when I think Brett Easton... Brett Easton Ellis and Chuck Palachnik have very similar type uh, styles when they write. Palachnik did Fight Club and uh, Brett Easton Ellis did American Psycho, but he also did Less Than Zero, which was a very similar kind of thing as American Psycho. Uh, so yeah, when, when you're looking at it, you're looking at like a almost a construct of what he thinks people should be and what uh, uh, successful people should own, and that's where that whole business card thing And goes. it's the New York 80s yuppie. He's a lawyer too, right? No, he's a VIP for this company. They don't even tell you what he does. Oh, okay, interesting. He's basically... One of those jobs where you just talk to other people yeah. and you. It's very eighties too. People forget this is also. It was eight. It's, it's supposed element. to have taken. 
it looks like it took place in the 80s. Yeah, and the music was very good. The and soundtrack was great. I don't care yeah. what Huey Lewis says. Yeah, Huey Lewis wanted his name off the soundtrack because of the violence in it, but I don't think he got the kind of uh, the satire. His song was in, in the best scene, too. Yeah. That scene in Susudio. I think Phil Collins yeah. was like, you can cut me the check. I don't care. You want <laughs> you use all well, of New he Jacket was talking about if it's up to you. Whitney Houston. He started crying when he was talking about Whitney Houston. Yeah. It's so great. There's a great scene. I mean, there's two great scenes where he's talking about the song and the artist. One while he's having sex with these two girls but he's posing for the camera too remember he was like doing like god man it's so funny watching him do this it it gets a little crazy at the end like a real kind of head trippy type of uh thing where you're not sure what's going on when he moves into so he let's do you want to talk jared leto scene yeah let's talk jared Leto because it's one of the more famous yeah jared leto is is a so people kept confusing christian bale as one person or another yeah and he's like but how could he confuse me for the other person? That guy wears Hugo Boss suits, and I wear Valentino. <laughs> yeah, and he's obviously, like, I'm not. Obviously. We go to the same place to get our haircut, obviously. But you know, <laughs> my tan is better than his tan. So Jared Leto, like, had the the the, uh, the rock star account. He like, remember they were all when he walked by. He's like, yeah. hey, we'll do lunch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, they were just playing those douchebag rich people, and uh, so he goes to dinner with with Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't like where he is, so finally they leave and go back to his house. And when he shows up, there's like, there's like newspaper all over the floor. Yeah, there's like a Dexter like, starter kit. Yeah, there's like all he's over like, the floor. He's like, "What do you got? A chow or something?" And he's so wasted that he has no idea yeah. what's about to and happen. He's like laughing and he's drinking the Heineken, and and uh, all of a sudden Christian Bale goes into his uh, Huey Lewis. He's like, Huey Lewis. It was always something about them when they first came out, but it, it wasn't until. <laughs> They got to sports came sports out, came out that came they out, really yeah. hit their their stride. Their stride, and with this, and it's funny that the hip to be square. Huey Lewis talks about it on Pandora. Oh, really? And says that uh, when it when he first wrote it, it was in the third person. Oh, he, interesting. And it, it started out. He used to be, so it was all about someone else. Someone else, yeah. And then he wrote it about him, and then he was like, he's like, but when it became a, when it became an an anthem for for being square yeah yeah he's like he, he thought he made a mistake but this yeah. song obviously took off anyways they're in the scene and uh christian bale puts on a raincoat one of those clear raincoats and jared he leto's like, like a, is that a raincoat he yeah like he's like yes paul it is <laughs> <laughs> and, all, and then he picks up this big brand new gleaming axe yep. and buries it right in jared leto the, yeah that was great yeah it was great and the music's blaring yep. like a lot of the violence was timed yeah. to the music and it was i think it took the edge off with the comedy too because when even when he's swinging this axe and they didn't head, show the violence yeah and it was yeah it was off camera you the saw violence the blood, is all off camera you saw, you saw dead bodies and blood everywhere the blood splattered on his yeah. face but there was it was yeah. very little actual yeah. violence it, it was it was tense and it was scary and you definitely got the idea how, how much of a psychopath that you, you pull the scene up where he's he's running down the hallway with this oh, naked. completely naked except for his sneakers and a, a, a chainsaw. chainsaw big giant chainsaw and you're like what the hell is going on here like when he drops he, the woman he's trying yeah. to get away from is going down the spiral staircase and he just times it just right and drops the uh talk about someone who made a bad decision yeah (laughs) she should have cut her losses after the first time she went and saw god man yeah it's Um, it's crazy movie man it's a wild crazy movie and one of the best scenes is uh so he he kills the one prostitute and then you know he's maniacal Mm -hmm. and he calls his lawyer yeah and he just sits down on the ground and he just talks about 
like everything he's done. Yeah. I've killed like 20 or 30 I just people. had to kill a lot of people. And he's like, <laughs> I did some cooking. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I ate about a being bit, a, I ate being a, a cannibal and like, like what the crazy. Hell? And then he runs into his lawyer at the party and the lawyer comes up to him. He's like, oh, that voicemail you left me was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought he was joking. And even when he tried to confess, he couldn't yeah, confess. he can't do it. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy movie. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. Because especially if you're a Christian Bale fan. I mean, if you're a Christian Bale fan, you should be watching all these movies. But this next one, talk about an unrecognizable yeah, Christian Bale. Very poor decision on his this part was a, to a, do this. This was a fantastic I mean. movie. 2004 is The Machinist. It's very dark. It's... Uh, and he transformed himself. If you pull up pull up pictures of Christian Bale from American Psycho and then pictures of Christian Bale from The Machinist, or look at the picture that he I posted on Facebook. He was down to like 100 pounds, right? I think he even got lower than that. I think he got to like 90 pounds. And apparently he ate a can of tuna fish every day, and that's it. And he he was wasting away because that's what the character was. The character was yeah, about some guy. He had insomnia. Uh, he had and insomnia. I, I think if they... Didn't have a movie called Insomnia. They probably would have called yeah. it Insomnia mm-hmm. more than uh, more than this. I, although, I'm, I'm, when I was thinking about this movie, one of the few jobs you want to have, and there's probably a lot of them, but you don't want to be a machinist yeah. and have Insomnia. Oh God, man! I had a teacher name was Mr. I don't Wend- even want to hear this. Story. I had a teacher named Mr. Wendell in high school. And uh, he, he was a great teacher, but he wasn't the best teacher in the point where there were some days he just didn't feel like teaching. And he would sit there and he'd talk about, uh, talk to us about the, he had a lot of crazy jobs and he had a job as a machinist. And he used to tell us different jobs and injuries that happened on uh, where people weren't paying attention and everything. And one of the craziest injuries happens to Michael Ironside in this movie, who loses an arm again. Michael Ironside loses an Dude, arm all the fucking time. They could, maybe troopers. there's some type of like origin story. <laughs> yeah. you could well, I mean, he, he lost him in Total Recall. He lost it in Starship Troopers, troopers and he lost one in There's got to be some kind of like a joke on the internet <laughs> about like, Come it. on, man. <laughs> so... What you're dealing with is you're dealing with this... Michael Ironside. Him and Powers Booth, you can interchange those two. This this movie and the next one have a lot of spoilers that we're going to kind of tiptoe around. So Because this was kind of a mystery movie. You don't know what was going on. But you realize shortly on that this guy was walking around almost in a daze. And that you, you realize that he... Something was going on with him and things might not be the way he thinks they're going to be because of how much insomnia he has and how much weight he's losing. Like we see his routine. He goes to like this uh, cafe and he talks to this one woman who's a waitress there. And and he has some, no, and she's the prostitute. So he'll, he'll come home and he'll go to this prostitute who's Jennifer Jason Lee. And uh, she, you can tell she cares about him a little bit more than most John she probably has. And she's concerned how much weight he's losing and everything. And then at night he works the third shift as the machinist. And he's just, uh, you could tell that Christian Bale actually probably went as a machinist and learned that because you could tell that he, he knows what he's doing and everything. But weird stuff starts happening to him. He's playing this weird game of kind of hangman on his uh, on his refrigerator, and this you could tell that there's certain things he's blocked out of his mind, and that it's coming to him like puzzle pieces almost. And he's trying to put the puzzles together. It's a very memento feel to this movie. If memento was told like linear and it wasn't backwards the way it was, definitely a very memento feel when you're watching it. Uh, to the point where. 
he thinks people at work are against him. He's. Uh, I mean, they kind of are. They, they kind of are just because he's acting so weird. You could tell that. Plus, they blamed him for that accident. Yeah, so he had the accident with Michael Ironside where his Michael Ironside's like arm got caught in the thing and it was going, coming closer and closer to the drill bit. And for some reason, the, it w- the machine wouldn't cut off. And Christian Bale's trying to cut the machine off and it won't happen. And then, boom, just takes off Michael Ironside's arm. Uh, but then... He's he's trying to branch out and start a relationship with the uh, with the girl from the uh, the cafe who has a little boy that they go and they take to uh, the carnival and weird stuff happens at the carnival and you're you're starting to thinking is he imagining half this stuff what is actually going on here and it it becomes completely clear at the end the, the payoff for this movie is completely worth that weirdness uh, i have to tell anyone that watches it, it it's normal if you don't know what the hell is going on for the first hour just kind of enjoy it for what it is uh at a point there's a smell coming from his apartment that his neighbor realizes and he goes in and he sees he sees blood dripping out of his his refrigerator and he opens it up and it's just fish heads and stuff and he's like what the hell is happening here and he he starts seeing this this guy named Ivan outside of work who apparently works a different shift and he's coming on as Christian Bale's getting off and he starts talking to him about him to the other workers and they're like who the fuck is Ivan who the hell are you talking about and then he starts seeing images of this Ivan guy in other people's houses and he's like do you know this guy who is this guy and he starts thinking that this is a conspiracy against him and really that's about all I can say about it without (laughs) totally giving it away but like I said completely rewarding at the end when it finally comes out but it could be frustrating to a certain amount of people to get there but just seeing what christian bale has kind of put himself through is amazing and and we're not mentioning that between these movies he's like gaining that weight back to play batman and then he's losing it again or he's gaining it to play american hustle which is not on this list but uh and then he loses it again for number nine he gains it back for number 10 uh, gains it like Twice Two or threefold by number ten here. So, or not ten, uh, five. Sorry, I had this. Ha! I had this misnumbered. Uh, so, this third movie here, we're going to be talking about 2006. Also, very spoiler uh, that we're going to try to avoid as much as possible is the amazing Christopher Nolan's movie, The Prestige. Oh, this guy does a. This is some on my movies. top fifty mm-hmm. movies. Oh, man. easily. It's just so amazing. Every, to watch. All the performances. Hugh Jackman was awesome. Hugh Jackman, Christian uh, Bale, Scarlett Johansson, um, not Scarlett Johansson, uh, Michael. Michael Caine, um, oh, the guy who played, uh, oh, uh, David Bowie, yeah, uh, and played the Tessa. and the guy who played, um, who's the the creature from uh, from Lord of the Rings? Oh, and uh, Andy, Andy Circus, Circus. yeah, Andy Circus was really good. He's the one who brought him to uh, David Bowie, and David Bowie plays Tesla, like the Tesla mm-hmm. actually guy. So, what's the time period we're talking here? It's got to be eighteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and it's dealing with magicians, you know, yeah. like really good magicians, next level magicians who are have this drive Late to figure out the best trick and how did they do this trick to the point where it become obsessive and it was about more about uh, the rivalry between these two. Um, you ever seen magicians. a good magician? A really good one live? Yeah. No, I mean I've seen obviously the David Blaine specials, which blow my mind. Yeah, those. I mean, like someone do it live. Oh no, not I haven't seen it live. You seen uh, someone do it live? I've had a, I had a friend that was good with coins. Yeah, no. He, he uh, even simple the shit blows my mind. I, he had a coin in his hand, and he showed me the coin, and he shook his hand, and the coin was gone, and he said, "Lift up your beer," and I lifted up my beer. It's under it, and it was under there. But I had just brought that beer back. Yeah. Like, 
I would That's have a good seen musician somebody, is he's planning to do he that put trick. it under my beer, but yeah. I, I never saw him do it. Yeah. Like, sleight of hand, man. It's all sleight of hand, man. It's good. It's crazy. And uh, the best trick I ever saw was David Blaine, the, the celebrity thing where he goes to Harrison Ford's house. Always what I think of. It. David Blaine does what all does these crazy do? stuff where he's cutching bullets in his teeth and shit, and that doesn't amaze me as much as what happened at Harrison Ford's what house. What do you do at Harrison So he goes to Harrison Ford's house, and he, he's, he's looking around. He does a couple tricks for him and everything, and he's blowing Harrison Ford's mind. And he shows. And you can pull this up on YouTube if you want, uh, if you're listening. Because uh, Harrison Ford tell him to get uh, out of yeah, here. Yeah, he told him to get the fuck out of his house because he just is so uh, <laughs> rattled. <laughs> and so he points to a he's, a, he's like, uh, grab a piece of fruit. And there's a fruit bowl sitting oh, yeah. in front of him on his counter. And he says, grab a piece of fruit. So Harrison Ford just reaches out and grabs an apple. And he's like, cut it in half. And he and he, he cuts it in half. And then he, he was like, split it open. He, he's And Harrison Ford's looking at it. And he, he says, reach inside. Is there something inside there? And Harrison Ford's just like, what the fuck? And he pulls out a card, which was, it started out as a card trick. And he, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he Showed him the card. Uh, we and your card, card. And I put it in the app. and he put it in a sealed up piece of fruit that had to be cut open to get to. Now how the fuck? <laughs> and Harrison Ford's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> it, it's the most amazing trick <laughs> I had ever seen. Can I take my orange and my pear with me? Because I, <laughs> I, I didn't. Know I'd you. be cutting up all the fruit, man. I'd be like, did he take it? Was it just the apple? Because just picking the one that I thought I would yeah. pick is a fucking gamble in itself. So mm. I have no idea. But back to the prestige. The, the, so we've got two. Up and coming. One was one had made it before the other. Yeah, and they and they're sort of like swapped back and forth. Yeah. Michael Caine mentored both of them, right? Yeah, same with same with Scarlett. Same with Scarlett. Scarlett, Scarlett did one goes to one another. So they're just like these crazy obsessed magicians who are trying to figure out how the other person is doing the a trick. The disappearing man. The real disappearing the man. The re- disappearing man is the one that, uh, because even before that, they, they do the bullet catch and they do the bird in the cage, oh, uh, which is it's that, heart-wrenching. The, the uh, bird in the cage one is horrific. Yeah, because you realized uh, it, it wasn't a trick. They were just, because what the, it happened, you, ha- you showed a bird in the cage and then all of a sudden the cage is flattened. Claps. And then the bird disappears and everything mm. and you don't know how the hell that, thing is done and when they come back they they cut to the scene where michael kane is like emptying the dead bird into the trash or something you're like mm-hmm. oh shit that's how he's doing he's killing the fucking bird he's just making the dead bird disappear and so you're like holy shit so your mind's erasing at how they're doing these tricks and they get to the point where hugh jackman visits tesla because apparently tesla well before that christian bale had this great trick yeah what was the trick for the him disappearing oh, the disappearing man, man. he would he would run into a booth and then would appear at the back. No, I don't... He would appear on the other side. He would appear, on the, he would appear on the other side yeah. of the stage. And there wasn't enough time yep. for him to get from one point to and the Hugh other. And Hugh Jackman's in the audience watching and he's it. like, that's he's, the best trick. He goes back and he tells... Yep. He's like, he's got the best trick he's ever seen and anybody he's ever do. obsessed with trying to figure out either how, how he did it or how to how do it he, himself. Yep. And so he goes. I don't know what country Tesla was living in. Was here. it Switzerland or was no, it? No, I think it was really. It was like Nirvana. Well, most of this. T- I think this took place in London. I think I don't think this was America, okay. was it? So it must have been somewhere in England. Uh, so he hears from. Uh, he he knows that Tesla is working with this weird stuff, and he talks to Andy Circus, and Andy Circus brings him out, and uh, he shows him something first. Remember, he shows him those those the, lamps in the yep. ground, mm-hmm. and he pulls one out and realizes that there's no electricity going to these lamps that are lighting up all this whole like area, and he that right there piques his interest. So that's a great scene with David Bowie, and David Bowie says, "I can build you something and this and that." He says, "But you you sure you want to go down this path and everything?" And there's a lot of like crazy what ifs and what's going on and. Also, we're not going to reveal the main spoiler, but rewarding as shit once it happens. Mm-hmm. Once you realize, because it 
you get to see how Christian Bale's doing it and how Hugh Jackman's doing it. And both of them blows your mind at the end. It's so amazing to see these two amazing actors working together. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen those two guys do anything else together again, which is, it's a shame because they were great as that rivalry, man. And I agree. Also with uh, um, Michael Caine, who is a Christopher Nolan kind of junkie. I think he's almost in almost every Christopher Nolan movie. Not everyone, but he obviously wasn't in... um, memento but uh the other ones he was definitely in all right this next one transformation happens again yep. because christian bale was ha- was a healthy weight in 2006 the prestige mm-hmm. uh it was probably slightly even overweight or probably more appropriate for him he probably weighed uh 200 pounds maybe so in the fighter he plays this is a very boston movie man this is about uh, dick eckland and uh mickey ward and uh, Dick Eklund was the pride of Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> and, Lowell uh, was a shithole. He would play a crackhead. He, he was a complete and utter crackhead who used to be a uh, a good boxer who boxed. His one claim of fame was he, he knocked down Sugar Ray Leonard. And, That's uh, pretty good. That, yeah, it's pretty good. And, he, and that kind of carried him through. And anyone that uh, anyone that told uh, that he came across, he'd have to tell him. He says, you know, I dropped down. I knocked down Sugar Ray. It's one of those Sugar things Ray. where like – you get a tiny bit of fame, but then you come back to your small little town yep. and you can sustain yourself off that for a little while. And uh, we should mention the uh, this was directed by David O. Russell, who I am. Who's an awesome dude. Uh, he's, he, <laughs> he's such a horrible director. I, it's a, such a he's shame. He's a good director. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I think his that, methods are terrible. Yeah. Let me say, he's a, his movies are good. His movies are good. That's, <laughs> that, that's that what I'll, I'll agree say. with. I agree with that, and it's a the shame. way he gets there is shitty. He treats people horribly, and yeah. I don't want to go too far off it, but we we probably should. And I, I don't even. I suggest you probably don't pull the video clips up of some of the stuff we're talking about here because it will make you hate him even more and probably avoid his movies. Was he produced? Does he produce the Ellen DeGeneres show? <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> So he has crazy methods where he just berates actors. And yeah. He's just mean to cast members. Uh, it, it initially started on Three Kings, and he had it out with Clooney. Still to this day, they don't talk, and if Clooney sees him, he's going to beat the fuck out of him. He, he's even said that in interviews. He says, I will and Clooney punched him, punched him on the set, and he, he wasn't taking his shit. He didn't like that he was mean to people. Clooney says, you got to treat people right. If you want to fire somebody, that's fine. You do not humiliate him in front of everybody. And that's his thing. He's that guy. I, I worked for a guy at a floral shop here in town who was big on humiliating people in front of people. Every girl that worked at that flower shop, he made cry in front of everybody. And that just pisses me off. And there's, there's footage of him going off on Lily Tomlin on I Heart Huckabee, which is what made me lose. He, he calls her a bitch, calls her a cunt, screams and yells and throwing shit like on camera. And I'm like, what the fuck? And apparently he does it a lot and uh, no one likes it. He's made weird. He, there's a whole bunch of shit about him. Enjoy his movies now because eventually he's not going to be making shit. I'm surprised this in the culture that we're in, he hasn't yeah. been... American Hustle is the last movie he did, and that might be I mean, the last. Because that was a little before the, the Me Too. Maybe he'll mellow out in his old age. I, I doubt it. He, he's kind of a prick. But like he said, he's a good filmmaker. He's gotten... Uh, That's probably why he gets people to give him money to make films. He got Christian Bale the Academy Award as a supporting actor for The Fighter, for sure. So getting back Wahlberg to the uh, great story. Wahlberg was great. Amy Adams was great. Very good depiction of Boston. Uh, I hear the real Dick Eklund didn't like the portrayal. Uh, Melissa Leo, we should mention, because she won the Academy Award mm-hmm. for this, too. He didn't like... The the real guy didn't like the uh, how he made his mom and sisters look. They kind of... 
I'm sure it was accurate. Though. It was more caricature, I think, to those kind of uh, those sassy bar girls in Boston mm. in the '80s. Uh, I moved from Boston yeah. before I started going to that yeah, scene. Yeah. So I did go back, but I was not really in that yeah. scene. But it was you could see the trashiness, especially <laughs> the low and all that area. Yeah. So you've got this washed up boxer who becomes a crack addict. And they're actually doing an HBO documentary on him, and it's kind of by the with under the ruse that he it's going to be his comeback, you know this. But it really is this is what crack will do to your kids. And during this whole thing, his brother is an up and coming boxer playing Mickey, uh, Mickey Ward, and he's being trained by his brother, who's a crazy crackhead, and his mom, who is ruthless and just not great at her job. And it's hindering him. It's hindering his boxing kind of career. There's a great scene where, and you can tell it's just, it's all for the money, you know, that his family can get off it and everything. And they love him and all, but it's they, they don't always have his best interest in mind. There's a great scene where he's got to fight somebody in Vegas. So they, they go to Vegas, and they get there, and they realize when they get there that the guy he was going to fight had the flu. And this is all a true story. And... The promoter was like, well, we got this other guy. He's here, and we can fight him. He's, he's been on the couch. He, he was, he's, he's, you'll, you'll beat him. He's 20 pounds heavier than him. In like a different class. 20 pounds is a yeah, fucking and boxing, it's, lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So he's, it's like he's a middleweight, and uh, Mark Wilbur is like a welterweight. And he's telling him, he's like, I, I can't fight this guy. And then when they actually, he agrees to it because you don't get paid if you don't fight. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. He gets in the ring and this guy looks like a beast. Mm-hmm. It's like, this guy did not just get off the couch and he destroys Mark Wahlberg, just destroys him. And right when Mark Wahlberg gets off, another promoter comes up and he says, dude, you should have never been in that fight. He says, you need to leave your brother. You need to leave your mom. He says, they don't have your best interest in your mind. That Anyone that put you in there is, is stupid. You shouldn't have been in that fight. He says, you come out to Vegas. I train you. We'll, we'll take another shot at this and, and it'll be good. And he, he still doesn't want to do it. He still wants to stay with his, his parents and everything. And he starts dating Amy uh, Adams, who is, is helping him steer him in the right direction and everything. But he has such a hard time letting down his parents and everything or his brother. It's a great scene where his brother gets arrested. He uh, jumps out the cornrows. Oh, man, that was that happened the, twice in the movie, which was great, where the, his family shows up at the crack house, and it's like three stories up, and he jumps out of the window into the trash in the backyard. Remember, Mark Wahlberg's already standing out there. Like, when he falls, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And then he starts, his father comes around and starts chasing his brother. Who's his dad? His dad was the guy from uh, Lethal uh, Weapon 2. His, I wish I had rubbers right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a great character yeah, yeah. actor that's been around in the 80s. In the 90s. Uh, There's a great scene where his his dad tries to attack him as he's going over the fence. And they they finally calm everything down. And Mark Wahlberg's walking the father back. He's like, what the hell are you coming back here? Running back here like a silverback gorilla like that. (laughs) Uh, And so he gets arrested later. There's a scene where... he gets so much of a crack that he's starting the role guys where he uh, pretends to be cops. They get like a siren and they pull behind somebody who's like uh, uh, in the car having sex with a girl that they're friends with. And he comes out and what are you doing here? Get out of the car. And as they get, give me your wallet. And as they get him out of the car and get him up against the wall, they're stealing his money and everything. And while that's happening, real cops show up <laughs> and he has to like book it. And uh, he he book it books. He it all runs the way. really crazy too because he lets his arms. Oh yeah, flail. he ain't catching no crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets down towards a bar where actually uh, Mark Wahlberg and his whole family are, and they're telling Mark Wahlberg, "Don't get involved, don't get involved." And Mark Wahlberg jumps out and has to go protect his brother. His brother's getting beat down by the cops, and they grab Mark Wahlberg, and you hear one of the cops, "Oh, it's horrible. Not a good look for the cops of today." For the he says, he's a boxer. Fuck up his hand. And they take oh, his hand man. and they just nail it with the fucking nightstick. And, and 
destroy Mark Wahlberg's hand where he has to like take six or eight months off now just to uh, heal his hand back and everything. And it goes down to this big, cool uh, boxing scene at the end and everything. And it was super enjoyable, man. It, w- it was really good. It was one of the bigger movies that year. He studied a lot of crackheads to play yeah. that. And like I said, David O. Russell, he's talented. He puts great music uh, in his movies. He, he makes a really good movie, man. But I, I just don't like the methods that, that, that get him there. And apparently a lot of people don't, some of the actors can deal with it because Christian Bale went back to work with him um, for, but apparently Mark Wahlberg was the big person behind this movie trying to get made. And he went to like six other directors and they all, they turned it down uh, and they, he wanted them to do it. He wanted Scorsese to do it. Scorsese was doing something else. He couldn't do it. So eventually when Christian Bale joined, Christian Bale says, I want to work with David O. Russell and Mark Wahlberg's like, man, it was it was hell because Mark Wahlberg was on I Heart Huckabee. He was on he Three was Kings. on he was in the movie. He was uh, in Three Kings. And he was in Three Kings, so he knew it and he just knew how stressful it was and it wasn't gonna be an enjoyable thing. And I don't know stories of what happened on the fighter. Maybe it got a little lesser. That's what I, mean, I have. You heard. have to think that Mark Wahlberg had a piece of that movie yeah. though, so you can't imagine David O. Russell could boss him as much. Yeah. Because Mark Wahlberg owned some of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he had a big stake in it, uh, for that for sure. But Mark Wahlberg did not come back for American Hustle. I don't know if he was asked for American Hustle, but Christian Bale certainly did. And we could have put American Hustle on this list, uh, but we decided to put the the uh, the last uh, Christian Bale movie we're going to do before we start Gary Oldman is is the amazing 2018's Vice. This is billed as a comedy. Oh man, it's funny. It's it's really, very funny. it's very funny. It's done by the guys who did The Big Short. Yep. Uh, written and directed by the same guy, and I own that now, and I haven't watched it yet, so I still. Haven't I remember seen it. oh, the big short. Yeah, great. I own it though. I know it's going to be good. I still haven't watched it yet though, uh, but I, I do look forward to it. Adam McKay, he, he's he's amazing. Adam McKay, in my opinion, is one of the best directors directing right now. And if you haven't seen Vice, uh, it, it's basically the story of uh, Dick Cheney, who, yeah. who probably is one of the most subversive figures. Oh yeah, because in this, for sure because he wanted the power. Of the but, presidency, <laughs> but he didn't want. He didn't care about the the. He didn't care about the glory and yeah. everything. He just he, wanted. He'd rather have be the background guy yeah. that controlled everything, and he he played George Bush like a fiddle, really, and just he did what he wanted, and he controlled a lot of stuff that we uh, at the time thought George Bush controlled. And then you look back at it, and you George realize, Bush was a moron, no, and just a puppet. Yeah, and that's what it is. He had a name. He was the former president's son, who was. Yeah. Uh, uh, had a, had a checkered pass He's a cheerleader at Yep. <laughs> uh, so l- before we get to that, let's talk a little bit of the cast on this. And f- first of all, if you pull up the split screen of uh, of not only Christian Bale character and Christian Bale, the actor of him playing Dick Cheney, it's amazing. But pull up the pictures of Dick Cheney next to uh, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. It's a transformation. He looked even, like him. Even at all three stages. They, they had him in different stages yep, yep. too. So And he looked like... Uh, his and voice Adams came and everything. Amy was Adams awesome. was great as his wife. Uh, Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld. Great. I freeze framed one when when um, when Dick Cheney asked him. He was like, "What do we actually believe?" Yeah. <laughs> and then Rumsfeld made that typical Rumsfeld face. Or Carell made Rumsfeld's face perfect. Yeah. I pause it and I was like, "That that's Donald Rumsfeld." <laughs> like he worked hard on that look. Right oh there. god! Because he was uh, laughing at What's him. our our Sam Rockwell as George Bush, who was, was amazing. amazing. I remember when I first saw this. I that, that's what I thought was great. I think they got what George Bush really was. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, in yeah. him. Awesome, awesome scene. When I think of this movie, I think of the scene where uh, George Bush is trying to convince Dick Cheney to join and be his vice presidency. And they intercut it with Dick Cheney fishing, fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And with the analogy of, I got you on the hook, yeah. or, or I want you. And it was a great thing where he basically plays George Bush saying... Yeah, I, I hate the fact that this is kind of more of a ceremonial position as vice president. But if we did things a little different and I took care of foreign policy and <laughs> did like a list of all shit the president I don't think does. he cared. I don't think Bush wanted it. And, and Bush was like, okay, okay, yeah. uh, that, 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 that's fine with me. Let, let's do this thing. <laughs> and that's the reason Bush basically had like a vacation up until when uh, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. and then shit got real. Uh, also, great supporting cast that we're not mentioning the, all the different the, people in the, the cast. The person that played Condoleezza Rice looked exactly like oh, her. Oh, yeah. Super, super good. And uh, there were so many good comical moments, but it also had moments that reminded me at times of like There Will Be Blood. Well, we, we get to see Dick Cheney working on that electrical clue, oh, crew yeah, at the yeah. beginning, and they watch some guy just die, and he's just like watching it and everything and going on with his work and getting pulled over by the cops and just this kind of transformation to this different person that he, he was. You never realize how many heart attacks. Jeff that Cheney. was a big thing too, man. Yeah. And there was a... Uh, he had a big, one that night at the election night. There's a big uh, scene, and uh, it, it's slightly a spoiler, but not really, uh, where he has one of his many heart attacks, uh, but something shocking happens that I jumped in the uh, in the friggin' uh, theater. It's when that guy from Fargo is narrating the whole movie. Yeah. And you don't realize who this guy is. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, well, the actor's great. He's the one who's married to... Jesse... Uh, he, uh, Jesse Plemons. And he's from Breaking Bad. And he's married to... Uh, it's funny... Kirsten Dunst if now. If you... Um, he sounds just like Brad Pitt. Yeah. His voice. And he looks just like Matt Damon. It's <laughs> like a Matt Damon uh, mixed... Uh, or maybe it's Matt Damon he sounds like. He oh, sounds just like... He looks just like Matt Damon. He looks but like he, he should, sounds should be playing his brother. More, he sounds more like yeah. him than he... Was. He was really good in Black Mass also. Jesse Plemons is next level. He hasn't even done his best shit. But we're watching the movie and you're like, well... Who, who the fuck is Jesse Plemons in this movie other than a narrator? Does he have some insight on what's going on? And it all connects later on, and it's brilliantly connected uh, to a real-life situation. Oh, I, I remember the joke Yeah, scene. you remember yeah. The, the scene. It was, yeah. it was clever. That was a, uh, the, the great scene, obviously, when he shot the, uh, shot the, shot the guy at the, um, he's duck at the hunting trip, and yeah. then the guy uh, apologized. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry what I put Dick Cheney and his family through. I'm sorry you had to shoot me or accidentally shot me. And I was like, who's apologizing? here it's very strange one of the strangest points in the movie and it's, it's not a spoiler really but the movie the credits start coming down an hour and 10 minutes into the movie do you remember that yeah, yeah and, and you're strange. like the, and i remember seeing it in the movie and someone got up someone's like oh this is the end of the movie and it was early it might even have been 40 minutes in the movie to the point where you're like well i know this isn't over what yeah. the hell is happening and then these words start coming up on the screen and it's it's giving false information yeah. it's saying dick cheney uh won the pool uh the the nobel pool prize, prize uh for this. we saw this in the theater together yeah, yeah yeah and we're like what the hell is going on we know this isn't true and then all of a sudden it halts and then they go into 9-11. Yeah. This is not how the story ends. This is how it kind of goes to the next chapter and everything. It was such a clever thing that they put in the movie. Except I wonder how many people actually walked out. Yeah, it was weird. Anyone who watched the movie was a little kind of uh, wigged out when this when that scene came on because they weren't really sure what was happening. Uh, but it, it was fantastic to watch, man. And he just 
put in a performance like an insane performance i'm not sure if he won the academy i think he did win the academy award for best actor for this if he didn't he, he absolutely should have because you would think his voice and everything he just he was that guy man yeah i mean and he's he's still kicking now still alive that you saw that picture that he uh Dick that Cheney. his daughter put out with him wearing a mask saying real men wear masks he uh Five heart attacks? Is that many hand? I don't know, but he so, so he's he's probably one of the more evil people yeah. in the world. But it's weird. He supported his daughter who came out. Yep, that was his one shining. And I was moment. like, wow, what a crazy thing for him to do. He would have railed against uh, the LGBTQ community or gay marriage if it wasn't for his yeah. daughter. Which so you're like, oh, there's there's actually a human being in yep. there. That was the little inkling <laughs> of a human being out of someone stick, who's let like that a, guy be tortured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's. I mean, if you know, he's he's the devil, man. <laughs> he's Him and Rumsfeld, man. Him and Rumsfeld. So yeah, so you haven't seen Vice 2018's Vice? Check it out. It's friggin' phenomenal. Yes. All right. I think that's we're gonna do this as a mini pod. So that's going to we're gonna uh, break here. We're deep, deep undercover. We're gonna go deep, deep. <laughs> uh, we want to be able to give Gary Oldman. We talked about it. We want to give Gary Oldman a little bit more love. Uh, and uh, same with Christian uh, Bale here. We don't want to kind of squeeze them in and miss a lot of it. So I think we're going to continue with part two of Method Actors. Part, and two, part two of part two. Part two part due of part two uh, <laughs> of Method Actors next week with a great uh, Gary Oldman list that we're going to uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, so what else do I need to say before we end that there um if you want to get a hold of us you can get a hold of us at fascinated with films at gmail.com or you can check out fascinated with films on uh, facebook you can check out our pictures and everything that's coming out with that or you can shoot us uh, a like or a comment on our two platforms soundcloud or itunes and uh we send would appreciate that you can send us money. yeah so next week will be the uh, the uh, Gary Oldman. Then after that, I think we're going to do some uh, character actor uh, pod. Then we've got some cool. Uh, we have an Eddie Murphy pod coming up. We have a Francis Hercules, Ford Coppola. <laughs> yeah, we have a Francis Ford Coppola pod coming nice. up, and then uh, all building up to our wild card episode, which will be episode uh, one fifty six, which is our three year anniversary. Nice. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Three. I think we'll be uh, back to normal anytime soon. Close, <laughs> maybe. So we'll we'll see if that. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we could all be at least out in the backyard or something like that together, uh, doing the the wild card, and then we can see what see what we go from there. But we'll definitely be keep pumping these out every week for for everyone and uh, their little escape from reality. <laughs> I know I need it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Till next time. See you later. You have authorization to shoot down any aircraft deemed a threat. Thank you.